Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the Therapy Room podcast. I'm your friend Zip, and this week I've been thinking a lot about where I am in my life, especially in the age of COVID. Well, honestly, I think that even before COVID, I was pretty obsessed with what I wanted to achieve in life. The only difference between pre-COVID and now is that I've given some thought about why I want certain things and the value I give to the things outside of myself. And like wanting to keep up with your, your peers, whether it be via social status, wealth, athletic ability, academics, career, whatever, is such a universal experience. And so many blog posts and movies and lyrics and radio plays have been geared toward the subject of just wanting to fit in in life. And it's a wonder, it's a wonder why I still feel a need to catch up to what I, what I perceive other people already have. Um, and why do I still feel that way? I don't know. I think in the beginning, I wanted a family, um, you know, like the two parents, a sibling, grandparents kind of family. The family that took family vacations every year and fought in the car on long drives. The ones who gathered for Thanksgiving and every major holiday or birthday. You know, the type of family you see in movies. And I, I didn't really have any of that, or so I thought until recently. And with almost everything in my life, I hold the sort of idealistic view of how everything is supposed to happen. And if my current reality strays too far from that, I take that as some sort of character flaw or defect instead of an opportunity to grow into a greater measure of self-worth. Now, that that sounds all great and dandy when I say it, but knowing where you're trying to go doesn't make the path to get there that much easier. And I wanted what I saw in movies. I wanted the perfect life. I mean, yeah, yeah, sometimes being the only child sucked. And there wasn't the sort of, like, inherent, built-in potential friendship of a sibling. But that also made me self-reliant and build up my resilience. Yeah, my parents were separated and I... I barely saw any extended family to the point I felt like I kind of just one day popped into existence. But I also got to go on trips and get double presents on birthdays and create special childhood moments with both of my parents at different times. This like desire to have a family morphed into me literally wanting to birth or create my own family. And so this ideal I had placed on growing up with this so-called perfect family kind of translated in me wanting to provide my future kid with what I perceived as having everything I never had. And I think on some level, all parents want that for their kid, you know, to create a life and experiences they never got to have when they were growing up. But sometimes I, I wonder, sometimes I wonder if that kind of misses the point. What I mean is that hindsight is twenty twenty, and when you're living in the moment, there's no need to dwell on the past or the future. 
the present has everything you could ever need to grow and expand if you choose to release judgment, if you choose to believe in your wants and desires without getting too caught up in the details. So this idea of wanting to provide a better life for your kid is great, but I also want to honor where I am in that moment. I'm making decisions and and just honoring the choices that I make at the time and knowing that I'm doing the best the best I can in that moment and with the knowledge that I have in that moment. And I also often ask myself, what does having this nuclear family mean to me? And where can I find it in my life presently? I'm not married. I don't have any kids. But I'm under the belief that everything you've ever wanted exists in this moment. And even though I I have that thought and that belief, I struggle to find the beauty in my life at times. Honestly, I get so preoccupied with what I want that I can't see what's here. So I guess I'm I'm asking myself now, like, where do I currently see traces of this perfect nuclear family that I want? Obviously, I have my parents, but they're so they're so far away. And um, but if I had to choose a, a sibling, it would be my best friend Shayna. Um, and I guess my, my extended family would be my friends that I've gathered since moving to California and even the ones I still talk to back in Ohio. I have to constantly remind myself that everything I need is here in this now moment, even if it doesn't take the form that I think it should take or I expect it to take, you know? But I will say that my desire to have a family ties into wanting to be held. And that honestly could go to my, rela- my to my romantic relationships as well. Like, you know, just to come home at night and be surrounded by love and just cradled by it. No questions asked. No words even spoken. Just pure, unconditional love. Like most people right now, I'm spending a lot of time alone. But even before COVID, that was the bulk of my reality. And COVID has really just given me more of a space to analyze my emotions as they point to a larger picture that is needing my attention. This core desire to be held pops up in every aspect of my life. And that desire plays on my fear of being left behind. For as long as I can remember, I felt the pressure of being in a relationship, especially now that I've gotten older and everyone is getting married. It forces me to really reflect on why I feel like that's a needed addition in my life. Because if I were to be honest with myself, and if I were kind of to step outside of myself and pretend that I was talking to a friend, I'd be like, you're perfect on your own. You're you're learning so much about yourself. Why are you such in a rush? Read more books, write more poems, cry, 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 release, release, release. 
So the question becomes, how, how am I going to soothe the ache of wanting to be held? What am I not currently giving myself that I am so desperately searching for outside of myself? Because I know that in the end, I will, I will never find what I am looking for outside of me. I know that I'm going to have to go within to find the answers that I seek. I want a relationship, but I also don't want to be stuck in a cycle of codependency. And maybe I think I'll be stuck in that cycle because I don't trust myself to attract better. And maybe I don't really trust myself at all. And I guess what I mean by that is like, I think so many things have happened and so many, I've been hurt so much in my life I mean, specifically, romantically, that, like, I, it's hard for me to trust my instincts or what I believe to be true. Um, and so I'm a big advocate for, for, like, really leaning into your intuition, and I'm a big advocate for trusting yourself. But for me, I have a hard time doing that at times because I've done it and it's not worked out in my favor. And so I kind of like see that as a, uh, as a, I don't know, character flaw or a default or like there's something wrong with me, but I don't really think there's anything wrong with me per se. I just think that I am, I am, I am imagining things happening a certain way. And so when it doesn't fit the mold that I see in my mind, I think it's a failure. And I think that might be something a lot of people can relate to. And it's something that I find myself falling into every time I with someone. And um, lately I've just been finding myself being emotionally triggered over nothing or it seems like nothing at the time it's as if like my wounds have made their way to the surface and any slight agitation causes them to roar to life because really they just demand to be faced and they demand to be loved and i i really i really don't have all the answers I'm at war with what I see outside of myself, and therefore I am truly at war within myself. I still play the comparison game, and it loops in my mind like a record player playing on my worst fears. So what if I'm alone? Do I hate my own company? Am I trying to escape? Am I trying to rescue every girl I see as an attempt to rescue myself? Also, is anyone ever truly alone when they have themselves? And doesn't the illusion of being alone stem from not being aware of who we are? These are just some of the things I've been mulling over 
even as I consistently tear myself down. Like I could be having these thoughts, I could be asking these questions, but on the same on the same on the other side of the coin, I'm also like trying to figure out why I'm so fucked up, like why is this happening? Why is that happening? And I'm just so not kind to myself. And um it is something I'm really trying to work on, but it's a it's a minute by minute, second by second, moment by moment change I'm trying to make in my life. And I think it's important to also just give grace to yourself. I'm really bad at that, but I'm trying to um, really actually even reframe that thought, like, oh, you're bad at that. Like, where does that come from? Like, am I trying to, what am I trying to do with that? I'm, I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to be my biggest fan. And so therefore it's mine, it's, it's my duty to also be mindful of the words I, I say and think and express, especially when it comes to myself. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. There's like, there's just this war going on in, in which I tear myself down. I also try to uplift myself in the hopes that, you know, that one day my true self, my higher self will win out and my ego will be contained. And even when I was a little kid, I understood that I had a very specific mission here on earth. And that might sound corny as hell, <laughs> um, but it's true. Um, and I think the questions that I'm asking myself now are part of that journey because it's it's only when I'm sure and I'm it's only when I'm sure and in love with myself that my fullest potential can be released and all things will be possible. Which is why I just think that like loving yourself is so important. <laughs> I know everyone says that. I know that's a thought and a feeling that's expressed often, but it's true. Um, I find that when I, when there are moments when I truly love myself, like when I'm writing or when I'm expressing myself creatively, like that's when I love myself the most. And it kind of transcends everything that I'm doing in that moment. And I'm kind of in the state of bliss. And it's crazy to think that some people achieve that level of bliss all the time, 24-7. And that they are constantly and, and unabashedly so in love with themselves that most things just like roll off their back like it's nothing. And it's not to say that they don't have issues or problems, but like... They're coming from a space where they're secure in who they are and nothing can shake that. And that's a powerful, powerful place to be. Um, or so I can imagine. I've only caught glimpses of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking speaking of, of all things being possible, I, um, I, I would like to think that um, becoming a doctor was always what I wanted in life. If you didn't know, I, that's what I want to do. Um, uh, that when I was a kid, I, I dressed up in a, in a doctor's clothes and pressed around the house pretending, pretending to cure people. Um, but that wasn't me. I was 
a book nerd. I wrote short stories, poems, books. I drew and I painted. I loved going to art class. Um, creative expression was in my blood. It still is. And so when I was growing up, I wanted to be a screenplay writer. I wanted to dive into what I felt I was already good at and just excel even more. And I and I say all that to kind of like set up the stage for my transition into science and the self-comparison game I play because I don't feel inherently good at healing people in the way I feel I felt inherently good at writing. Um, and I still feel. Um, because I, I got like shit science grades when I was in high school. So it's a wonder how I wound up wanting to be a doctor in the first place. I think a lot of it was parental influence. Um, my mom especially felt like being a writer wouldn't bring in money. And um, not that like money really drives me, but I think at the time I was pretty... Um, I guess I could say you say I was pretty influenced by her, even though like I like to think of myself as as um, strong willed and um, not easily swayed. But I but I but I would be remiss if I um, didn't um, acknowledge her her influence. But but also the fact that I. But it's also the fact that I didn't want to become just any doctor. It was that I wanted to become a psychiatrist. And even now, I do see myself as a psychiatrist, but also as so much more. At times, I feel like that's the starting position, the launching site for what I'm truly meant to do, even though I have no idea what that is currently. Um... I imagine it to be just, I know this may sound weird, but I kind of see myself on like a world stage and just giving speeches or like, I don't know, doing book tours, like things like that. Things that don't necessarily tie in directly to psychiatry. Um, but psychiatry is definitely like a launching point for me. I don't know. It's just some things that I, I think about sometimes. Um, but also like along with the, the, along with the, the desire to help people heal their mental issues and trauma came the realization that I in turn would have to heal myself. And that became more and more apparent as I continued to feel less than and not worthy enough to become a doctor in the first place. As I watched more and more of my peers achieve what I so desperately wanted, I watched them understand concepts quicker than me and get better grades, and overall seemed like the perfect candidate for med school. It seemed impossible to express, well, it seems impossible to express the anxiety and depression I experienced while being in school and having to somehow overcome that and stay the course. I've been granted the opportunity to really step back and affirm that I am worthy of all things, that anything that is placed in my heart to achieve already exists, 
it's just a matter of changing the perspective and understanding that what you want also wants you. I'm not saying that I've made it by any means. I'm not saying that I'm confident in who I am and have things figured out. All I'm saying is that I'm thinking. I'm thinking about what type of person I could unleash if I just loved myself. If I didn't compare or rely on relation or on relationships to for fulfillment. A space and time where I gained control over my emotions it can, and could see clearly what was of my highest good. But I guess for now, I, I recognize that there is no such thing as catching up. There is no such thing as being behind. There is no timeline you must complete. You are a whole and autonomous being who can choose to do whatever they want, whenever they want. It is simply our beliefs that hold us back, what we believe to be true. So what will you choose? What do you want out of life? What will make you the most happy? Try to find that in the only moment that exists, the present. And uh, yeah, guys, um, I think that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I hope it was worth a listen. And, um, and thank you for spending another week with me. I'll see you next Wednesday. And as always, be kind to yourself.